Our 2023 World Forum Conferences and CreatorCon have wrapped up. While I was out, I had the opportunity to speak to a number of terrific people. I invite you to join me as I travel to four cities in four weeks and share their stories. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and curious individuals, and I always say that with the utmost love and respect. Welcome to or welcome back to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow Developer Podcast, where we bring you the latest tools, tips, and tradecraft to accelerate your career. My name is Chuck Tomasi, Senior Developer Advocate. At this time, I am on my own. The lovely posh programmer Lauren McManaman is in Japan, and we wish her safe travels and happy returns. Well, in this episode, I'm trying something a little different. So let us know what you think. I took my portable recording rig on the road to World Forum Toronto, Dallas, London, and New York. And in each of these cities, we also had a developer meetup. Thank you to those who came out to join us. And for those who couldn't make it, well, maybe next time. Some of the people in this episode are familiar voices whom you may have heard already, and some are first-timers. Each has their own story to tell, and it was a lot of fun. And one final warning, you will hear that the background noise varies from person to person, as we were in different venues at different times. So while some are nice and quiet, some were done live at the conference with hundreds of people in the background. Now, my first stop was in Toronto, Canada, where I got to chat with Sonia Chu, an IT solutions lead at BDO Canada. She's been working on ServiceNow for about eight years. Here's some of that conversation. What did you enjoy most about today's event? World Forum, Developer Meetup. <laughs> we'll go with the Developer Meetup. Okay, the Jeopardy. It was fun. Jeopardy totally fun. Okay. Yeah. Did you learn anything from Jeopardy? I learned everything about the fossil records. <laughs> The wooden spaceship. Nobody knew that one. Okay. What is your favorite part of the ServiceNow platform? Uh, I'm in the UI. See, it's very easy. I worked with a couple of other tools as well, but the way ServiceNow comes up, you know, you can easily call it a cakewalk. Yeah. What's your favorite Vancouver feature? Case summarization. It's really going to help. So basically the Gen AI part. And what are you working on right now on the platform? So right now, what we are doing with our, with our ServiceNow instances, we are leveraging everything that we have today. So basically data sanitization and uh, enhancing our workspaces, because that's something that was on our roadmap since quite some time. I always like to know what our developers are passionate about. Here's what Sonia had to say. I like the way, uh, you know, everything about ServiceNow works, the way we can bring all the operations and shared services together into one platform. And that's my, uh, that has been my vision for my own organization here, that, you know, we have to bring everything that we have in our firm together within the platform so that it acts as a single source of truth for the entire firm. So that's where I'm leading, whether it's data sanitization, whether it's module implementations, whether it's operations or shared services, whatever it may be. And like many, She's always learning and growing. You know, I grew with the platform. My roles changed. I moved from system admin to developer to a consultant. And now I'm really on the customer side. So I feel that, you know, uh, I am quite lagging on the development bit now because, you know, I've done multiple hats right now, working more like a product owner right now. So the development bits, like the things that came up with the decision tables or flow designers, that's something that I look forward to. Enhance my own skills. And one of my favorite questions for experienced developers is what words of advice they have to offer new developers. Here's what Sonia had to offer. I just say that, you know, there is, uh, 
just have your trust in the platform it's an amazing tool to grow yourself in i i call myself as one example like when i joined i was like okay i i was there to do just you know some coding work on java why did you hand me this tool but i eventually realized how integral is it for an organization to have something like this and i feel that you know i've been lucky to be a part of this service now family throughout my career till date so yeah that's pretty much it trust the platform and, and it works for you it will ask ai to work for you but it will still work for you <laughs> Also in Toronto, I had a fun conversation with Ram Prasad. And your title? Uh, service now developer. Service now develop. Oh, we got a developer. Any other developers in the room? Good. This is a developer meetup. It should work that way. <laughs> If you're here for crisis counseling or marriage, out. <laughs> you won't get any marriage counseling from me. Uh, what is your title? Service now developer. Oh, I already asked that, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it again. What's your title? <laughs> Service now developer. It's going to be great on the podcast. Trust me. It's going to sound like he has a stuttering problem when I'm done editing. <laughs> Where are you from? Uh, Tamil Nadu, India. You're a long way from home. Must have been a heck of an Uber ride. <laughs> okay, but you're working here in Toronto. Uh, yes, like currently I'm a student, so I've been working as a service now developer like for the past seven years, and then I moved here to Canada. Wait, you're a student, but you've been doing this for seven years. When did you start? Uh, 2014. And how old were you? Uh, 29. <laughs> okay, so he's an old student. Now I'm getting the picture. Okay, I'm, I'm just a little slow, catching on. Okay. I thought he was, you know, like 12 when he started doing this. <laughs> you look good for whatever age this is. <laughs> What is something interesting the people here may not know about you? Uh, yes, uh, I speak uh, five languages of India and as well as English. The five languages of India and for those of us that don't live in India, can you name them for me? Sure. Uh, I speak a little bit of uh, Malayalam, uh, Kannada, Telugu and as well as Hindi and English Tamil. I can't spell any of that. <laughs> so, congratulations. That is amazing. And I am just a dumb American. I speak JavaScript. We already got that joke out. I guess I can only use that joke once. Hey, my writers are still on strike, okay? I asked Rob what he learned at World Forum Toronto. I learned about uh, the integration hub, ETL. So I just signed in for my micro certification. Right, and what does ETL stand for? Uh, I have to learn. Like I just <laughs> signed up and came here. Good answer. Does anybody know what ETL stands for? Extract Transform Load. Extract Transform Load. That's better than what I was imagining, but you win. What did you enjoy most today? Uh, like uh, obviously meeting you and then this has been uh, like my first developer meet in Canada. So Have you been to one in India? No, not yet. So this is your first developer yeah, meet at all. Like uh, service no meetup. Ever service no meetup. Like okay. this is the first time. You've been to other meetups? No. This is my first meetup. <laughs> we'll blame that on me. <laughs> Our discussion then turned to his favorite features. Mm, CMDB discovery. Oh, what do you like about the CMDB? I would say like uh, I, I enjoy the cleanup activities of CMDB. Cleanup, like throwing old things out? Yes, yes. <laughs> Because like um, I started in 2014, so at that time... Um, we were having uh, discovery into place 
which is like from uh, Fuji to Eureka. So I've been like cleaning up CMDB stuffs for like almost three clients, like three of our customers. So where uh, we entirely transform, uh, they were doing like uh, uh, transform map, like loading the data manually. Right, right. So then we implemented discovery. So we got to clean up the old datas and then bring up the live data through discovery. So I enjoyed most. I know like it's a lengthy process, like it takes some time, like minimum at least three months, like when you want to um, clean up the entire CMDB tables. So I enjoy that in service now. And finally, Ram Prasad had these words for new developers. Go to the uh, product documentation, learn about the uh, platform, and then uh, obviously your videos, and then uh, training platforms in now learning, and then do your CSA. My final conversation in Toronto was with Viorica, a client delivery manager originally from Moldova. She had a similar interesting fact during her introduction, but with a twist. I speak five languages. Five languages? What five languages? Well, none of them well, but um, I do speak a bit of it. <laughs> a bit of English, a bit of French. Um, I lost count now. Uh, Romanian, um, Russian, and some Spanish. I, I know about two words in every one of those languages. Oh, we're good. That's, we're that's good. pretty good. That's good. Five is impressive. I noticed, you know, we were talking about this earlier, that you didn't list JavaScript or anything. No. <laughs> Who here speaks JavaScript? <laughs> See? Now there's always something to learn and everybody gets something different from the event. I learned uh, the features of Vancouver. I was looking forward to have them all summarized. I was once again humbled by the response to what she enjoyed most. Uh, of course, meeting you. I'm being cheesy, but that's true. I, um, meeting you and uh, I, I just love this event. Meeting everybody, the community of service now is just amazing. And I'm sure everybody can speak to that, how amazing this community is. Well said, well said. That's definitely going in the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I need to explain that earlier in the evening, we played a game of Jeopardy. One of the categories is labeled WTF, which doesn't stand for what you think. In this game, it stands for What's That Feature? The game presents an acronym or initialization like CMDB, and the contestant has to identify what it stands for. When I asked Viorica about her favorite platform feature, it was one I don't hear often at dev meetups, but it led to some more fun. What is your favorite part of the platform? Um, PPM. And for those that aren't familiar, can you say what that stands for? Oh, okay. This should have been on the WTF. (laughs) (laughs) Project Portfolio Management. There, yeah. If we go smack the button, we'll give you 100 points. That was a 400 one. (laughs) It wasn't 100. I don't know if it was quite 400. We'll debate that later. She's getting sassy on me. (laughs) Like Sonia, she's also looking to learn more. Uh, I really want to spend more time understanding the different modules and how they interact together, the better together stories. Uh, I'm not there yet. I'm pretty new to service now, so I'm super excited to have a deeper understanding of how to get there. We even had fun with her words of advice for the newcomers. Just embrace it. Enjoy the journey. It's going to be amazing. There's no way back. Once you service now, there's no way back. (laughs) That almost sounds like a gambling addiction or something. (laughs) Although you could say some of us are addicts. Hi, I'm Chuck. I've been on service now since 2008. Everyone in Toronto was terrific, but soon it was time to move on to Dallas, Texas, where I had the pleasure of interviewing a Breakpoint alumni, 
Principal Architect Carlene Carter, and Newcomer Director of Delivery, Jaron Thanayan. I asked Jaron how he got started with ServiceNow. My company had ServiceNow, and they wanted us to, like, we're an IT service desk, and just wanted to get some analytics out there, so started working in the report design, report piece of it, and then started realizing what the platform can do from there, like how well you can like adjust things, how quickly, like not just getting the data, but like how much I can influence the process itself just with that. So that started it, and then I just I loved the community post. Anytime I asked the question, people were willing to answer. Sometimes I had to tell them I had to mark helpful, but other than that, it was really good experience. So. And Jaron had an interesting fact about himself. Let's see. I guess people don't know, like, uh, up until, like, my seventh grade, I traveled a lot. So my family decided to move somewhere. That's where we went. So Saudi Arabia, somewhere in India, somewhere in the U.S., back to India, back to the U.S. So a lot of travel. Any any special place that stands out in your mind? Oh, Dallas, for sure. This is this is home. So what a suck up. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. We spoke about Vancouver and his favorite features. Uh, so Access Analyzer has been some one of my favorites, but the decision table testing piece of it is something that I really want to get my hands on because it's like it's one of those like it's been really useful to see how decision tables work, but trying to get it implemented and helping the customers understand how it works. Is it working the way that you want to? So making it more user friendly is like really, really awesome to see uh, the published part of it, too. So now I know which decision table I'm working off of and not going to screw up something, you know, that's active. I'm always nervous when I ask the question about what customers want to see changed or improved. And I also realize how important feedback is for improvement. Here's what Jaron had to say. I don't think we have enough time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I um, I think like it's a, it's a platform that I've grown to really love just to see all the things that are there. But some of the new like new modules are a little bit harder to kind of get used to. UI Builders, I, I think a great example of it. Yeah. Really powerful tool. They can do a lot of things, but kind of scaling that to help our customers understand how to like really get into it and get involved with it. So um, there's definitely other areas that we can improve on, but I think it's just being able to really share that story of what ServiceNow can really do. Um, I think Jason was talking earlier about how ServiceNow started, right? Like it's a platform that can do anything. Well, when you present that in front of a business, that's that's not really showing. Nothing. Yeah, it means nothing. So to be able to really speak to that value add is really huge, especially like when you're sitting in a customer session being like, here you go, I solved your problem. Let's move on to the next thing, you know, so. And as I noted, Carlene has been on our show before. So if you want to hear more about her and her journey, I invite you to listen to episode 85 from August 8th, 2023. Here's what she had to say about her job. What do you enjoy most about your job? I still get to have my hands in code and um, help my junior devs learn how to uh, develop in the system. Okay, and what does your day-to-day look like? Uh, I still work on a lot of implementation projects. Our company is still pretty small, um, but I meet with customers every day and um, ensure that our uh, implementation projects will last uh, the test of time. Well said, well said. So I imagine maintenance is on your mind when you think about how you're going to architect a solution. Yes, all the all the ables, scalable, uh, maintainable, upgradable, all the ables. And Carlene is never above telling it like it is. When I asked her about her favorite Vancouver feature, she had this to say. Anything that brings Flow Designer 
closer to parity with workflow. <laughs> oh, we've exceeded that because old workflow doesn't have recommended next actions. I, I believe parity means equal, but then there can be other features that maybe surpass. <laughs> but no, I, I, I definitely pick Flow Designer over workflow at these days. We then got into a discussion around UI Builder. Again, Carlene wasn't shy with the feedback. Uh, UI Builder is is um, something that I am still learning, but I'm still very excited about because it is, you know, as somebody who's been working on the ServiceNow platform for a really long time, um, UI Builder is it's like a totally different application to learn. Um, it's not something that you just sit down in a few hours and you just figure it out, or maybe some people do, but not me. <laughs> there are a lot of things that I can do that for, but UI Builder is not one of them. But um, I think it brings a much more modern interface to ServiceNow, so that's awesome. Do you, do you feel that it's performant? Um, <clears throat> uh, I think it could be better. The UI builder itself um, could okay. be a little bit easier to work with, a little bit more performant. But Workspace itself is, is a lot better to work with for, puts it out in a much better format for um, end users and fulfillers. Does it solve the purple, pro the purple button problem? Uh, no, <laughs> not exactly. Because in order to put a purple button on there, you make one change and it changes 20 records. And so um, changes within UI Builder are a lot more on the customized side than uh, on the configuration side. She also had some great advice to newcomers. Ask questions. There are no dumb questions. As, as Jaren mentioned earlier, the community is so welcoming and... Um, I think that anything that you can do to learn just a little bit at a time, that's all anybody really can do. Nobody's, I like to say also, in addition to purple buttons, um, there isn't one person on this planet that knows every single thing. Yeah. There wasn't one person on this planet in 2009 when I started at ServiceNow um, that knows every single thing about the platform. And there's, there's, there's no way at this point. It's so vast. Um, so you can't know everything. Uh, figure out what you like what is interesting to you, focus on that at first, and then expand out from there. After Dallas, it was off to London. This was a bit different than the previous two weeks. In London, we had a day of CreatorCon, and then a day of World Forum. There were several conversations throughout the two days. I caught Martin Kerwin shortly after the keynote for this quick chat. And uh, what did you think of this morning's keynote? I thought it was really interesting and inspiring. Um, don't really have a good grasp of how ServiceNow can use AI, and it was a good. It was good to see some kind of good uh, use cases, especially the the developer, you know, writing the code via like natural language and seeing the comment just turn into code straight away. That was mind blowing. It was awesome. Any takeaways you'd like to bring home and implement? Definitely that. I'd like to explore that much more. That, was, that looks really interesting. All right. Any comments about what you want to see the rest of the day? Um, no, just just looking forward to being inspired and seeing, seeing what can be done, all the possibilities. Later, I had an interesting chinwag, as the Brits say, with Raf about his experience with the ServiceNow community. Here's a bit of that. We've been putting a lot of reasonably new, newer kind of things into service now AI AI search uh, we're going live with a, a, a virtual virtual agent now we went also we, we moved some time ago into uh, uh, CSM from our own in, in, in base things 
some of the issues we have is that because we're quite an experienced team, we put a, t- a, t- a ticket to service now support, and they quite often come back with answers that we've already tried, and they don't come back with the answers to the to the issue. And sometimes, because again, it's often a new t- a new t- 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 technology as well, so support haven't always up to speed with 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 that. Whereas if you go to the communities, it's like odds are someone's done something like that anyway, and, and and they can come back with support faster and probably more accurate because it's got based on real life examples as opposed to support following something they've read somewhere kind of stuff. If you see what I mean. So you're happy with the community. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you for being part of that and, okay. and playing along. It was also fun talking to some of the newer members of our ecosystem, like this wonderful chat with Shay who was a recent Rise Up graduate. Um, it was just a program that I kind of like found online. Um, I, just, I wasn't so sure if it was real or not until I got on the program, and it was really exciting. Um, and then we had like all different kind of different companies that came over for job interviews, and well, I got a job with M&G, and I got to work with Paul. What did you do before you discovered and the Rise Up? I was working in the healthcare sector, and then I just had a baby and stuff like that. So I wasn't so sure what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to learn IT. But I wasn't sure where to start from. And I got on the program, and I got the opportunity that I needed. And what are your next steps? My next step is for me to just keep growing and keep probably working with my colleague to, you know, get mostly probably to his level. <laughs> so, boy, so I can do wonderful things together. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm just open to it and very excited about it. Is there anything about the Rise Up program that stands out in your mind? Um, I think it's the step-by-step guide on the, like the, the tutoring, um, especially with the kind of tutor that we had on the program. We were able to sort of like go back and have like reading materials, and then we had like an e-book actually to actually you know go back on if you're stuck. It's just the, the ability for you to be able to kind of like revise on your own and having someone if you're stuck to reach out to, for help. I think that's been amazing. I think I was a little bit scared to get on it, but I, when I got on it, I was like, okay, I think I can make this work. Yeah. <laughs> And any words of advice you have for people that are considering this? Just do it. Just do it. Go for it. It doesn't matter who you are, your age, if you're a woman or whatever. Just just do it. Don't be scared of it. Do it. And you get to meet wonderful people. I also met Zena, who is a recent next-gen graduate. Another great program to help guide people to ServiceNow careers. Um, so I joined the next-gen program just over a year ago. Uh, well, I've completed it just over a year ago, um, and um, I absolutely loved the layout of the program. It was easy to follow, but challenging enough. Um, I got to cover a wide overview of the platform, and I got to uh, build an application at the end of it. Um, I had great support from my mentor, um, as well as the teaching assistants there. Um, and I've made some lifelong friends through the program as well. Were there any memorable moments? Um, I think it was towards the end when I got to build my application um, as part of a team. Um, you know, it just made it real that I can do this. Um, previously, I, I didn't really have faith in myself. So it was actually something that I've created and, and it works and it's, and it's great. And, and it just gave me that confidence boost that I really needed. Um, that actually this is possible and, and I've done it and I've learned a lot and it was uh, demonstrating my skills. Yeah, so that's probably my, my favorite memory. 
And what did you do prior to joining the Next Gen program? Yeah, sure. So I was doing um, nursing, so mental health. I was in mental health for four years or so. Um, really loved helping people, but ultimately, um, I was always so interested in IT. Um, I really had a low self-esteem in that I just didn't believe that I could do it or I was good enough to do it. Um, so I went into a, an IT sort of recruitment role thinking, okay, it's a good in-between because I really enjoy helping people um, and I really enjoy IT. And through that is how actually I discovered um, ServiceNow and it got me researching into it. And I thought, well, this, this, is, this looks really cool. Uh, Next Gen program actually just came up and, and, and I signed up. And even upon signing up, I didn't think that I'd be accepted onto it. Um, so yeah, um, but I was, and here I am. When I heard Zena mention her nursing and helping people, I wanted to know if this was a motivator for her with ServiceNow. Yes, absolutely. So I'm still helping people now. Um, and I've just, you know, the longer I spend in service now and the more I know about the platform, the more I realize how much more I can help people and, you know, uh, making their life easier, whether it's uh, in healthcare, you know, whether it's, it's for the government, in banking, you know, service now essentially just makes everyone's lives easier so they can. They can focus on the more important things. So, for me, that was a big part of why I really like ServiceNow um, and just being able to make everyone's life easier. All this is great, but like others, I wanted to know what's the outcome? What did you get out of it? What's the result? So, I've gained some um, skills. Uh, through the course which are so 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 valuable um, the challenges that I faced you know with the um, with the course when I was stuck you know there was always someone there to help me um, and I'm sorry I forgot the question <laughs> what, 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 what did you get out of having gone through the next gen program Okay, so, you know, um, at the end of it, we, uh, you know, I interviewed with various companies and um, I was actually offered two different roles. Um, one was slightly um, less technical than the other. So one was for actually like a junior business analyst and the other one was for a junior developer. Um, and I had a long think and I made the pros and cons list and ultimately I did go for the developer role because um, I just really wanted to learn more about the platform and it was just where my heart took me at that time. Um, so I did get a, a job out of it um, as a junior developer, um, which I really, you know, enjoyed. Uh, unfortunately, though, you know, the first three months of that, um, the business, whilst I was there, the business was going through a hard time, and um, they let, they decided to stop using ServiceNow. So therefore, all of us got made redundant, um, and. Um, yeah, so, so I got made redundant and, you know, my whole world, you know, crumbled and I thought, oh, I've only just started, you know. Uh, but ultimately, you know, I've, I've built some great um, connections and relationships with people in, in the um, ecosystem. Um, and I, I got a, a new role where I am now. And it just shows me that everything happens for a reason because... I've never been happier than where I am now. And ultimately, my, my role now is actually where I'm destined to be, I think. Um, I'm learning so much. And, you know, if I look at myself last year, 
to how I am today. I didn't even think I'd be this far, but you know, I'm finding myself teaching people that are more junior than me, you know, and I, and I didn't even think that was possible. Um, so it's really, really nice, and I'm, I'm getting to learn a lot of different things through my current project, um, such as you know, ITSM implementation, HR, SPM. Um, and, and much more, you know, just a day-to-day -day and, and um, yeah, everything does happen for a reason. I'm just happy to be where I am. I'm very grateful. You do sound very happy. And of course, I wanted to know what's next for Zena. So at the moment, I just want to continue to learn. I feel like you never really stop learning. Um, there's so many great features that come out in service now, you know, um, even the, the, the platform itself is so big. And I just don't want to stop learning. I mean, I, I really enjoy it, and I like knowing things, and I like not knowing things, you know. Um, uh, right now, I'm focused on HR. Um, I really like the module itself, um, but who knows? Who knows? And what words of advice do you have for somebody who may be thinking about this path? Don't doubt yourself. Do not doubt yourself. Those voices in your head that say you can't do it, don't listen to them because you can. Um, you just have to be motivated and curious and the rest will come. My final conversation from London is with Copal Garg, certified technical architect and ServiceNow MVP. She's been using ServiceNow for about 11 years, went to school for engineering and excelled at physics and maths. But she has a love for another subject. I'm a painter by heart. And what do you like to paint? Watercolors. Fishes mostly, so I, I really like to paint fishes and landscapes. Fishes and landscapes in watercolors. Yes, yes. And how long have you been doing that? Honestly, I have been painting since um, I was two, uh, but now I have really enhanced my skills and I do it professionally as well. Do you have any art showings or anything? Uh, I haven't been to any art gallery or art show, but I have been uh, selling my paintings. And at times, I have redesigned my niece's room. And yeah, so she has all my paintings in her rooms, starting from koi fishes to dolphins. Uh, so yeah, that's something people don't know about me. I wanted to know how she got her start in the ecosystem. First thing, it was not my choice. <laughs> I was part of a multinational company. I started my career from there. And they were actually selecting people uh, who are full stack developer. I was a C-sharp developer at that time. So first one year I did that. And then they were picking people who could really learn ServiceNow fast because Remedy was going away. And they need people who can run and take up those clients and work on that. So then they picked me up and I'm so glad they did that. <laughs> I was not happy at that time that why would they pick me out from being a C-sharp developer because that was a thing that time. You know, if you are going to... Uh, a platform-based or SaaS-based product, then in my um, initial days in my college, college, college uh, friends were like, oh, you are leaving development. I'm like, okay. But when I came to ServiceNow, I got to know that I'm doing more development than they are doing. So today, I would proudly say that maybe there are just um, so many opportunities available that I was not aware of. So I'm so happy someone picked me up that day and chose it for me. It seems everyone learned something at these events. So I wanted to know what Copal got out of it. I learned the power of ServiceNow, like playing a game on ServiceNow to actually using it for Gen AI. I think it's marvelous where we are going and 
ServiceNow can be used anywhere. I actually saw ServiceNow giving command to a machine to print my name on it. So that was really cool. When it comes to her favorite platform feature, Copal likes to keep in touch. For me, um, I think I really like the, the new one which has been added, which is MS Teams integration, which really, I think, now I see the real power of just staying at one platform and ServiceNow can do anything and everything within Teams. So colleagues really don't need to leave their Teams and can get anything done. So that's really cool for me for, for ServiceNow and MS Teams partnership. And what is that Vancouver feature she loves? It has to be now assist. So I have been really waiting when I first saw that in Vegas in Knowledge23. And I was waiting for it to release to the world. And since it came, I got access to it. I'm loving it. It just makes my work so easy. And it just gives an opportunity to just do more innovation with the platform. So I'm, I'm really loving this feature in Vancouver. Now, I love how Copal is focused on employees. This is true when it comes to her passion. For ServiceNow, it's HR. So I'm really passionate about automating employee workflows. And I have been working on it for almost nine years now and have delivered quite a lot of projects. And that will keep me going, hearing what employees could do, because I have really, I would say, I recently heard that if you have a good employee experience, you have a good customer experience, and that lets lead to a great business. So... The core of business lies what, how, your exp- how your employee feels. So if you get that right, you can actually get your business working more for you. And as someone who has been on the platform for a while, I was curious to hear Copal's advice for people new to the platform. Don't be afraid. You always got a PDI. Go and try, a, a tra- do hands-on always because you, nothing can break in service now. It's, I always think about this. How can someone make a platform so, uh, such a, with such a vision, you know? You can never break the platform. So don't be afraid. Go and try hands-on. If you got a book or anything, maybe the first thing I always do, I still do that. I always go to YouTube and watch one of the video series has been done by Chuck, uh, which one, one is on JavaScript and one is especially on integrations. So I think do that. And it will really enhance your skill and will give you confidence that you need. My final stop on the World Forum Tour was New York City. We had a wonderful developer meetup at a makerspace. Our regular meetup organizer and host was out of town, so I didn't get a chance to interview anyone there. However, our own Jared Munt introduced me to A.B. Ahmad, who has a unique distinction in the ServiceNow ecosystem. I started SN Devs. You registered the domain. He owns a domain. Wait, say who he is. I'll tell you what I did. I started the Slack community, and then I created a Heroku app in order to auto-register folks to, uh, to to the ServiceNow instance. And then I became a moderator of Reddit so I could pin the post to lead all the people back to the SN Dev Slack. Okay, so you registered the SN Slack, the SN Dev Slack workspace? Yes, yes, the, the community. Okay. I am user number one. I created it to foster a, an environment of ServiceNow developers. Okay, a, user, a, a community of one does not a community make. So who's user number two? AJB, Andrew J. Barnes. 
And and you were telling me a moment ago, what was the first conversation? Hi, how are you doing? What do you where do you work? We we as as admins and owners, we have access to all the chats from all previous history. Um, and when was this exactly? Do you remember when? It was 2014, 2015. December 2014 when I decided to become an independent consultant and I saw a, a need for an independent service now developer community. Now at that time Andrew was not an employee, correct? I don't think so. Wow, that goes back a long way. I think he was still with Novant, uh, maybe even before that. It, it, but that's, I didn't realize it went back that far. I was thinking 2017, 2018 time, right? Tw- late 2014 is when this all happened. November, you know what? It, it was November 2015 when I really started like my independent consulting gig. I quit my, <laughs> I quit my job. I was like, I'm going to ride my bicycle from London to Istanbul and then come back, start a business, start a professional services business because I want to make that $150, $200 an hour like, rate. The reason I'm laughing in the background is because what the listener doesn't see is Jared Munt is just off to the side giving a thumbs-up confirmation on the dates. And whatnot. <laughs> this is truly a team effort production. Jared, you are the one who registered sndevs.com? Yes, sir, I did. Uh, I was probably a couple hundred users deep into it. Uh, Andrew had been inviting me for months and months to, to join, and I finally did. I saw the potential, and I did notice that nobody had the SNDevs Twitter handle, nobody had the SNDevs LinkedIn, and most importantly, nobody had the SNDevs.com domain. So in, the, in one fateful day, I registered all three and have since then just been supporting it and, and care and feeding behind the scenes. You are currently now an employee. What were you doing when you did that? Uh, I was at a small implementation partner focusing on edge encryption, security operations, and other platform internals. What was the inspiration for that? Just the the sense of community. Uh, I had seen what had happened out in the hacker community, the DEF CON groups, the 2600 groups, and that really didn't exist yet out in the ServiceNow community. Uh, I was all in for my career, and I saw that, that this had some good potential. And also, some of the old, the famous old-timers, the, the Dave Slusher, Josh Anirias. These guys were uh, actively helping the posts and, and helping me with my career, and it was just, uh, the momentum was there. And so, yeah, took it upon myself to help help move things forward. Abby, what inspired you to create the Slack channel? There was nowhere else to go for... We had the online community. We had we had community.servicenow.com. What, why, why create a secondary one? I'm just curious. I don't know if you used ServiceNow community back in 2014, but it was rough sometimes. The I, Jive days, when we were on the Jive platform. With, 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 with Slack, it's it's just more informal, more, uh, more personal, more... Uh, it, you could be even more direct with the other users that are on that on that platform. Um, now, I think we're still using the free package, are we not? We are. Do you know how many times I get messages from other users who probably pressed a button to, to send messages to the owners to say, 
hey, we can upgrade to, uh, would you be considered considering upgrading to the uh, paid service now package? I always respond with, uh, can you give me your credit card number? You know how much it would be to premium, whatever it is? About $60,000 a month. A month? And the advantages of that would be a history, right? Longer history of messages and files and whatnot. Mm-hmm. If, so me as a admin, moderator, owner, I actually have access to all the messages in public channels all the way from the start. I know one of the challenges is, is people can only see like 10,000 messages back. So the messages move really, really fast. Yeah, I call it the great lava lamp of information because if, if you miss it, you miss it. Uh, there are there are times when I'll go on PTO and I'll come back and I'll go, well, there's a whole bunch of unread, so I'm just going to say I read them, I read them, I read them. There, I'm caught up. Let's get the net new stuff. The, um, I, you, you said November of 2015, 2015. Do we have an anniversary that's coming up? I guess we do. That's uh, We must celebrate. It would be eight years. Yeah. Eight years uh, in a couple days. A couple days from when we're recording this on November 8th. Pretty sure it was November 12th. There's sometime around then when we... You got to check and you got to socialize. We are going to celebrate this. Okay, that sounds good. So many great people, so many great conversations. I wish I'd recorded them all. Maybe we'll do something like this again for CreatorCon in May. If you like it, let us know. In the meantime, thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. Don't forget to check out the other ServiceNow podcast. You can find them at servicenow.com slash community under the events menu. Subscribe to this podcast for free and get it automatically delivered to you. Breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow. Executive producers would be me and Lauren McManaman. To find out more about the ServiceNow developer program, I invite you to head over to developer.servicenow.com. Again, thank you so much for everyone who took time to talk to me, tell me their stories at World Forum all over the globe. I had a wonderful time. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. Now, some of the people in this episode are from... Some of the people in this episode may be familiar voices whom you've heard... all. Eh. And one final warning, you will hear the background noises. I can't read at that angle. Something's up. Try this differently. Okay. Still going? Good. And of course, I wanted to know what next... It was one I don't hear often at dev meetups, but it led to some... It was one I don't hear at developer meetups that often, but it led to some...